are now listening to The Awakened Soul. We are back yet again. Listen, I dropped three episodes last week. I hope you guys enjoyed all the content. I have fun creating content for this podcast. So um, no matter how much content I do, it's always going to be a labor of love um, because it's 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 what I do. It's what I do for fun. This is this is my outlet. So I'm glad to have it. Welcome to The Awakened Soul. Another new episode on this episode today. We have the battle of the sexes. Well, it was originally supposed to be the battle of the sexes, but it turned into more of a just a general conversation. Uh, we had someone who couldn't actually show up for, for the battle. So to turn it fair, it turned into more of a just uh, the, the usual conversation you can expect from the awakened soul. And that's deep conversation. So um, love that. We also have the boys from oversaturated coming on again uh, to do our top 15 MCs of all time. Now, uh, 15 through 10 and two honorable mentions are going to be on this podcast. You have to go over to their podcast to hear the rest of the discussion. That's 10 through one. Um, so yeah, definitely check that out. It's, it was a lot of fun, a lot of fun recording that, uh, with them, you know, oversaturated that's family. And we got to talk about our favorite thing, which is hip hop. And I'm sure this list is going to piss up a bunch of people off. I'm ready for the feedback, uh, for the tweets and the, and the emails I'm going to get based off of it. They are too. We, we already knew that was coming just off the topic alone. Uh, yeah. So that, that kind of sets the stage for this podcast. Uh, that's what this is going to be this week. Now, the, uh, battle of the sexist conversation, it's going to be part one, part two, I'll drop t- this week around Tuesday or Wednesday. Um, it just the conversation went long and it's a lot of great content and a lot of great points, a lot of things that I know people want to hear. So I didn't want to cut anything out of that. We went about an hour and 45 minutes. So you're going to hear the first 30 minutes or so on this podcast. The rest I'm going to drop, like I said, Tuesday or Wednesday. So look out for that. Um, had a lot of fun. Uh, Jackson from the Sex with Strangers podcast was on it. Uh, Miles from the Legion of love was on it and then also uh, we had nick from erotic boudoir on it as well like i said very dope content but we're getting ready to get into our intro music on the other side of that we're going to go off the rip with ceo hayes as i have a couple of topics burning that i want to talk to you about so uh intro music is about to start and on the other side of that we're going to go off the rip All right, so uh, this podcast this week, like I said, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun, but I wanted to talk to you guys about a few things. First, Justice League comes out next week, and uh, I'm having a conversation with the boys from Oversaturated on their podcast about it after it comes out. This I, I'm of two minds with this movie. In one sense, I'm excited strictly because of the characters in it. Um, then I'm really not because uh, DC cinematic universe the movie universe they've been building just has not been to my liking except for wonder woman uh batman versus superman was okay uh i I really enjoyed man of steel but really that was not meant to be part of a big universe they kind of worked that in backwards but uh we'll we'll see what's gonna happen happen uh coming out of that uh other thing i wanted to talk to you guys about is 
the awakening so like i said last week we're going through evolution there's going to be some some different things you see in segments uh i still need to have a conversation with andrew bellow because i have an idea for something that i really want uh his assistance with you guys enjoy Andrew. Everyone loves Andrew, uh, even if sometimes you guys don't share his opinions. But uh, yeah, it's 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 going to be evolution as we try to take Awakened Soul from being the dope podcast it was into being um, even even doper, uh, maybe even a little deeper, maybe uh, have more of a professional type feel and flow to it. Um, but the content is going to remain as dope and, and as rustic as it always has been. I love that feel to it. Um, last thing is that I just want to prepare you guys. I, I don't really want to say too much until the details are smoothed all the way out. But I have a project I'm working on that I'm just so, so excited for. Um, it's definitely it's an evolution of the awakened soul in a sense to where it it's it's going to take kind of what I built here. It's going to take it and put it on a new format. And yeah, that new format is is it's. I don't want to say too much right now, but I I just I'm so excited for it. I couldn't help but to talk about it. Um, I I originally had one thought for it, and I just found out today um, a different route I can go about it. Even that's even better possibly even bigger um so yeah i mean and that that's thanks to your guys the listeners i mean um the awakened soul the podcast is always going to be here that's never going to change i'm now i promise you i'm never going to take any content um from this show and put it on um on a, on a different format or kind of take away from what the awakened soul is anything that i do now is built around the awakened soul and the wwpn because i i feel like just honestly i'm just going to be 100 percent honest here the wwpn um the other platform that I helped create um, and start, I feel like I've been neglecting it a little bit lately. And and uh, the, as the Awakened Soul has grown um, exponentially in, in, in a very short amount of time, um, I have a whole team of people over at the WWP. Most of them have come and they've contributed to stuff over here at the Awakened Soul. But that's my baby over there, too. And I need to get back into making it a super huge and big deal so um i feel like the promotion for the awakened soul has really gotten to a point now to where um you know our our audience has grown and it they promote the show as well so maybe i don't need to necessarily be pushing as hard as i used to in a sense like i'm always gonna grind i'm always gonna be out there and i'm always gonna interact with listeners that's never gonna go away but i feel like I've neglected my other baby. So uh, I need to find a balance between the two. Um, luckily, people like Andrew Bello, uh, Colin, Fane Black, um, Adam, who is just like uh, Adam is, is quickly becoming one of my favorite people uh, in the podcasting world, especially in the wrestling podcasting world, because Andrew is just uh, I'm sorry. Adam is just uh he, he, he's dope. Like, I, I don't know how else to say he, he took a couple of weeks off with, with his podcast, no fly zone, but, uh, I, I missed it while it was gone. I didn't realize how much I would until it came back. So yeah, it, it's, it's going to be, um, some changes around here. It's, 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 it's all for the best though. Like I, every, everything that I work on, everything that I do, it needs to have a certain level of quality that you are automatically associate with it because my name's on it. And like I said, it's, it's the waking. So I wanted to, to it to grow fast. I wanted to get it out there and I've, 
and I've done that to an extent. It, it can never grow enough. Like never think I'm content with where anything is at. Um, that's never going to happen. I'm never going to be content until I take over the world. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it's just me realizing stuff about uh myself and you got to be honest like i i like i said i thank god for uh the people over at the wwp and my staff there who um have really not staff that just seems like they work for me my team there because this is much their um platform as it is mine uh i just feel like maybe i've i've neglected it a little bit so this is just sitting back i need to get my head out my ass a little bit um but you know, we got Survivor Series coming up. It's going to be huge there. I got to do something big for that. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's just, hey, what can I say? I have a lot of things up in the air. I juggle um, a lot of projects because I'm one of those people who I feel like I need to stay busy. I need to stay working. Uh, I just have so much in my head and stuff that I want to get done that uh, I, I just some, maybe sometimes I take I take too much. But, oh, well, that, that that's what I'm here for. Um, uh, so, uh, I say all that to say uh, another new project coming from uh, from is what it is studios. And it, it's I will I'll give you a hint. It's going to be a live. It's going to be something live. So uh, I'll be on the lookout for that. Once the details come more uh, available, I'm still working it out uh, because me and oversaturated are going to uh, build out this project together. Um, so, yeah, just be on the lookout for that. Uh Nonetheless, I think I've said enough. I, I, I just wanted to spend some time um, going over those things. And I wanted to say publicly on air because I know my WWP and family, because we are that we are family are listening to. And for anyone who's thought, all right, Hayes has not been as around as he used to be. That's going to fix. That's going to even out here shortly. Um, but, yeah, this has been off the rip. You just got a little through my thoughts. We're going to get into our first segment for today. And that is me and the boys from Oversaturated. That is Johnny and Ralph talking about our top 15 MCs of all time. This one, we're going to start off with two honorable mentions. We're doing 15 um, through 11. Um, and number 10, the top 10, they're going to start over there on their podcast. I believe they're releasing it tuesday i believe but yeah so it's a dope conversation fun conversation so if you want to hear the second part of it make sure uh they're on every major podcasting platform uh so go check them out it's oversaturated the podcast let's go ahead and get into that and then you'll hear my voice again and then uh yeah this this is dope conversation i had a lot of fun with this one so check it out now my list is going to cause a lot of uproar <laughs> I, I feel like that well just the positioning of some of these like I'm like uh, uh. this is me like I, I can't blame on when I was raised like I can't like I can't blame that like you're not going to find any you know old school guys in here like you're not See, my list them. is almost the opposite. Like, it's very few new school guys in my list. So. <laughs> I just have people I think that have like some longevity. Like, if I bring up their name, they have a, you know some level of respect. 
So it's not like I'm reaching for anybody yet. Right. I feel you. Y'all ready to start? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm trying to stop introing the podcast like that every time, but I don't know how else to address you beautiful people. Nonetheless, it's the Awakened Soul. We got two guests here who've been on the podcast before. My brothers in arms from Oversaturated, the podcast, that is Johnny and Ralph are back at the Awakened Soul to talk our top 15 MCs with two honorable mentions. I'm already ready. My inbox is open. I know I'm going to get, <laughs> I'm prepared for all the feedback we get back from this. Fellas, how you guys doing, man? Uh, doing good, CEO, man. Thank you uh, once again for having us on, man. Uh, I want to say we appreciate, you know, um, you just the constant shout out, the constant love, you know, everything we, you know, the back and forth on Twitter, man. It's, it's amazing. Oh, absolutely. Thanks. Absolutely. And it, like like I was telling school in life, don't thank me for that. Like I, I, I fully believe in helping anyone that I believe in, anyone that I enjoy. Um, and you guys are definitely that. Like I, this, this no hyperbole. You guys are my favorite podcast. <laughs> but uh, Johnny, what's going on with you, man? How you doing? Word up, man. I'm good. Um, happy to be back on the Awakened Soul. Um, I feel like we have a a great topic discussion to have um, <laughs> right now. So I'm ready. To, I'm ready to get into it. Yeah, yeah. I guess let's go ahead and get into this. Um, Lord have mercy, the feedback. Uh, we're gonna get into our honorable mentions first. <laughs> we, I, I, we, we each get two honorable mentions. Johnny, I'm gonna come to you first on this one. Who you got as your honorable mention? Who didn't make your top fifteen? Okay, so I feel like I have I have to say that I have criteria that I base my list off of. Yes, give your disclaimers, bro. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so the MCs that I've chosen. First of all, they stay in heavy rotation, like in my just in my listening of music all the time. Um, I'm more of a I prefer rappers that are more technically skilled than others. And what I mean by that is like I like the real intricate flow type, you know, type people, Um, you know, swag style, all of that. And then the the last criteria is an artist or MC that has multiple projects so and that can include albums or mix and or mixtapes so not just one mixtape not just one album but a combination of of both basically um so my first honorable mention is joel ortiz Ooh, nice pick. okay okay um should i get my second one yeah go ahead you can give both of them all right so my next honorable mention is obi trice Ooh, hmm. okay. he had a nice run. Those first two albums were dope. I there's no they way you can't great. deny. Yeah, those first two albums were extremely dope. I, I, did him and M fall out? Is that what happened? Because he just fell off the face of earth. You know, I don't know. I thought he was weird. playing twelve at one at one point. I don't know. It was, yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, it, it was definitely crazy. But uh, what about you, Ralph? Who, who are your honorable mentions? Uh, okay, <laughs> let me, let me kind of give my disclaimer. Um. I can't b- blame the era I was uh, born, in, you know, born and raised in, but that just kind of framed how I feel about uh, MCs. And then when CEO initially, you know, brought up the concept, I was like, MCs, okay, wow, okay, there's a lot of ways I can go with this because I can look at people more for artistry or more for rapping. So I have to find a way to kind of construct a list of people 
that are more technically skilled, but does give me some level of artistry too. So it's not just, you know, mostly technically skilled guys because we can do that all day. But this is my list, my list. So I have to say that, you know, starting out. But honorable mention number two, I actually have Ludacris. I think mm. I, I really enjoy Ludacris and his overall catalog. And I think when people kind of, they kind of forget how, I'm not going to say how important he was, but how good of a rapper he was. Like, you know, at beginning out, I think that he had a lot of um, great hits and a lot of Southern crunk stuff, even stuff that kind of made mainstream. But he never ducked a battle. He never ducked a, a battle from anybody. Like, he would technically rap. He would he would go at anybody. That's Ludacris. You really didn't want to see Ludacris. He had a lot of punchlines. I think when punchlines weren't so heavy, in the music industry. And I just enjoy his overall catalog. Now, the only knock on Ludacris for me personally, I think that he made a lot of commercial songs. Like, remember, like, number one spot, how terrible that song was? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it was terrible. You, you didn't like the beat flute? You like the nah. beat flute? And I'm an Austin <laughs> Powers fan, bro. That's, that, it was trash. But at least I acknowledge that, you know, he had some shortcomings. But when Ludacris came to rap, he came to rap. Okay, <laughs> I'm I'm sorry. One one thing about that the album that number one spot was on mm-hmm. that was it Red Light District. That was the yeah, album. Right. That's that it. intro. The intro to that album was hard. Oh yeah, <laughs> we can talk about that, we can talk about Ludacris intros. All I was about day. to say, I think all his intros were hard. Like I can't. Yes. Think of, yeah, yes. yeah. He killed yes. the intro game for a while there. Yes. Uh, and then I don't know what happened, but oh. Honorable mention number one. Uh, I actually have Lupe Fiasco. I feel like he's in both of you guys' top 15, and that's fine. I like Lupe, but I think Lupe can be a tad bit boring, me personally. Um, And I'm not negating anything that I'm not saying he can't rap. I just think Lupe has no personality. None whatsoever. (laughs) But that's me. I I love food and liquor. That's a classic album for me. Now the cool, it's all right. Then you know, it kind of goes like, <laughs> like like that for me. Like imagine like the rockets are going up, and then you know it kind of gains too much weight and it crashes. That's me, Lupe for me. <laughs> well, damn. Um, <laughs> no, but I, Lupe actually isn't in my top fifteen. I, he Ooh. he almost made it, and okay. I, I want to. I want to put out the disclosure that my honorable mentions don't mean that they're number 16 and 17. They're just rappers that I wanted to make sure we talked about while we were having this discussion. Um, my list is very much me and, and just uh, artists who spoke to me. I'm a, I'm a, I love lyrics. I love lyricism. I love the art of emceeing. So there's some straight lyricists. There, there's a lot of different types of artists here on my list. But my first honorable mention has to go because my favorite rap song all time my kids know it unfortunately there's a video of my daughter rapping this song on my instagram which my mom went off on me about it's easy because boys in the hood is my favorite rap song all time it doesn't matter when that's my favorite rap song so i had to mention easy uh yeah yeah the my daughter's (laughs) mom gets on me a lot about my daughter loving that song um but nonetheless I mean, what what what's more to say about Easy? I mean, his charisma for one, he wasn't always a, a skilled lyricist at all. But it was it was something about the man himself that draws you into his music. And even I think his last CD, the one that came out right after he died, goes 
unmentioned a lot, and it's a great album as well. So Easy E, that's my first honorable mention. Uh, the next one, and it's unfortunate that both my honorable mentions are both deceased, is Big Pun. Big Pun was not in the game very long at all, but his impact is it can't be denied at all. And for someone who to have that impact and only be in the game, what, three to five years, I think, somewhere in between there, maybe even less than that, mm-hmm. he definitely deserves to be spoken about, in my opinion, and just to think about what more could have come from him um, if he would have stayed around longer. So that those are my two honorable mentions. What do you guys think about that? I, I I'm definitely now. I want to ask you about the uh, Easy E pick. I, you know, we can we can go back and forth. I like I like his charisma and everything, but as far as like his notable hits, and he may or may not wrote you know a hundred percent of the lyrics. Does that count True. for you? It does, and that's that's why he's not in my top fifteen. Like I said, uh, my honorable okay. mention aren't my sixteen and seventeen. If we were doing like a top twenty, he may mm-hmm. he may squeeze in there. Um, okay. but yeah, it, it's yes, he didn't write. Reportedly, all of his music. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, ale- allegedly, <laughs> allegedly. But the person who who is reportedly behind writing some of his music is in my top fifteen. So uh, we'll we'll talk about that when we get there. But yeah, he's easy to me. Is just uh, a, a classic. He's a legend to me. I definitely, I definitely respect the big pun pick. Um, easy E. Eh, I don't really know. I don't really know about that one. <laughs> But I'm that's feeling. just me, though. That's just me. <laughs> yeah. We're going to get a lot of that this episode. Yeah. We're going to get a lot. And, and, and I'm going to bury the lead right now for anyone who is going to get pissed off about it. Kanye West did not make my top 15. So you guys can give me shit about it all you want. He's not in my top 15. <laughs> and that, that's perfectly fine. Because remember, like, in my disclaimer, I was just like, artistry, lyricism, which one are we going to go with? Because if we were going, like, pure artists, we can talk about Kanye. Exactly. Exactly, exactly, and and he's he definitely in my top twenty, definitely in my top twenty, but just didn't make my top fifteen when I was doing this list. But speaking of fifteens, Ralph, I'm gonna come to you first on this one. Let's get into the nitty gritty here. Who's your number fifteen? Number fifteen for me. I actually have Pusha T uh, from Eclipse. Um, now, with picking somebody from a group, it's kind of hard because they don't give you a lot of solo material. Um, but Pusha T does have mixtapes. He does have an album. He does have guest features, like, and he actually does shine. Now, one thing about Pusha T, he always kind of, he kind of found his lane with just being like a quote unquote coke rapper. But I think his level of lyricism, especially being from Virginia, is like up to par. And I really enjoyed like My Name Is My Name. I enjoyed that whole album. To me. Uh, I think he can really rap with anybody in the game, and he used to throw shots at Lil Wayne. And Lil Wayne used to duck him, but oh, he didn't want none of that. He did he not want, want any of Pusha T. <laughs> Lil Wayne didn't want any of Pusha T, and this was Lil Wayne when he was quote unquote Lil Wayne, like the height of his popularity, and <laughs> Lil Wayne ducked him. So that's why Pusha T is number fifteen for me. I feel that pick. I respect that pick a lot. What about you, Johnny? All right, uh, let me pull this up. My number fifteen pick is Tech Nine. So yes, I, I know yes. I know Tech Nine does a, he does a lot of collaborations, but I like like I said before, I'm when I listen to music, when I listen to rap, I I love like the way or I love the way MCs can fit words to beats like not just 
blah 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 blah. But if you can like, if you could take a four syllable word and match it up, you know, match it up perfectly to the way the beat is the way the beat is on the track like i love that and take nine is one of the best people that does that not saying his lyrics are you know he doesn't have like i wouldn't say he has like actual bars but the way he raps i really i really love that i love i love his cadence his cadences are amazing have you ever seen him live i have and oh it's an experience he puts on a great show he puts on a great show like definitely and he always brings his strange music family with him so it's not just him like every everybody he brings with him make uh puts on a great show so yeah, yeah that's that my number pick. 15 i feel that pick my number 15 uh and this may be a cop out. i don't know if you guys did that you know it is a cop out fuck it i'm just gonna admit it um <laughs> i had a, i had a, i had a, i couldn't decide between these two so I, I made them my code number fifteen, and that is oh. most deaf in Talib Kweli. I'm I, I, I'm sorry. You can pick one <laughs> over the other. Like, <laughs> okay, you know what? For the interest of this list, I'm gonna pick most deaf as my number fifteen. That that's most deaf. I I, I the way he raps, his, everything about most deaf. He's never got the mainstream um, attention that I feel like he deserved, but I don't think he really wanted it either. And it, and it and it kept his music true to him he never really had to worry about making a commercial hit and there, there's a lot that speaks to me about that i love the fact that he stayed in his own lane and he excelled in that lane and and there's a lot to be said about that with rappers who sell out and make music like we talked about Ludacris earlier making music for radio most def never really had to worry about that so he's my number 15 that's what's up no, I, I, if, I like that if, if i had the if i had the co 15 I, I think I would have gone with Talib. I personally listen to more Talib than I do Most Def. And I love Most Def, but I listen to Talib more. His album, uh, Eardrum, I think it was. Oh, yeah. That's, that's low To me, that's low-key a classic album. Like, that's actually a really, really good album. And I don't think people really paid attention to it like they should. But I thought that was a really good album. Yeah, that gets once you get labeled with that Conscious Rapper label, especially back then, it was like, you only you had a ceiling. You could you put a cap on what you can do at that point. Um, right. My number fourteen. I'll, I'll go right into my number fourteen. <sighs> Pray for me. <laughs> <laughs> Big Daddy Kane is my number fourteen. Say what you will. I love Big Daddy Kane music. I have nothing against Big Daddy Kane. Like nothing. <laughs> I mean, considering I'm not going to spoil my list, but you know where we can go with this. We know who. It's been influenced by Kane. So mm-hmm. there's never no that I would never say like any of the Godfathers of rap. Like Kane, Kit Rakim, none of those guys. Right. But right. personally, am I going to like I just want to bump Rakim today? No, not really. And that's no disrespect. Yeah. <laughs> there's no yeah. disrespect in that. Right. Yeah. But I'm sorry, CEO. Go with your pick. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, that's his big big daddy Kane. I mean, what he's a legend. Legend, like yes. you said, all, all the people who's been influenced by him. Um, anyone who who from this generation who really hasn't went back and listened to Big Daddy Kane's lyrics, like even though sometimes he was he didn't have the best delivery, his flow was dope more times than not. But his lyricism to me was unmatched in that time. Like it, it's a reason why a lot of people are compared to him. So Big Daddy Kane's my number fourteen. That's what's up. I'll get in my 14, uh, number 14 for me. I actually have Jadakiss. Um, another Respect. person that started off in the group. 
But I, you know, obviously Jada was like the front man or the, you know, I guess the face of the locks or whatever, if you want to say that. Um, what can I say about Jada that hasn't been said already? Um, I think that he has a classic album under his belt, which always helps. Um, I think his albums are consistent. His last album, not really so great to me personally, uh, the top five dead or alive album, something like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, Jada, he's known for going at people, not backing down, being a true uh, MC in that regard, uh, you know, spitting bars and having like, you know, lyrics and punchlines like Jada can really get down. That's why I appreciate Jada. And I have him number 14 on my list. That's what's up. One thing about Jada Kiss, I don't think people like really mention is like his voice like when when he comes on the song you know it's him like yeah. you'll never mistake him for anybody like ever so i think i think that's pretty cool yeah um so my number 14 and just so people know these are like people that i listen to the most and in in order so my number 14 is notorious big okay now, I mean, it's Biggie. Like we, we, we know, we all know, we all love Biggie. Um, Biggie definitely has at, at least one classic album. Um, his style, you know, his style is smooth. We, we all can quote Biggie songs, basically. So we, we all know what's up with Biggie. Enough said. I, there's nothing left that needs to be said. It's, it's big, and I'm sure. I know he's gonna pop up on my list a little further down, so we'll we'll have some time to talk about him again a little bit yeah. later. Um, oh yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny, go ahead with your number thirteen. All right, so number thirteen, I have <clears throat> Crooked Eye. Now I, I know a lot of people. Well, I I first got introduced to Crooked Eye uh, with Slaughterhouse. Um, I didn't really know much about him before. Um, so when I, you know, when I heard all these MCs, I went back and listened to each of them. Um, and Crooked Eye has an album called Apex Predator, which I think came out in 2014, 14-ish, I think, something Sounds like that. Right. And I think la- last year he released another album called Good Versus Evil, which I didn't hear anybody talk about, which actually was a great album. It was more, more of a politically charged album. But Crooked Eye is another one of those technical rappers that can really like fit words into beats that nobody else can. And he actually has bars too. So the fact that he has both of those, I I really like to listen to Crooked Eye. And I encourage everybody to listen to Apex Predator too, because that's a great album. I respect that Crooked Eye pick a lot. That Crooked yeah. Eye, his flow is ridiculous. The first time I ever heard him was even before Slaughterhouse. He was on, I don't know if it was a song with Chameleon or he just took the beat. And I was like, who the fuck is this? And it was like literally right before the Slaughterhouse thing started popping. I was like, mm-hmm. wow. And yeah, after the yeah. Slaughterhouse, I love Slaughterhouse. After that, it was, it was was I was an instant fan. Uh, there's, a, uh, there's a video on YouTube of... It's like it's someone handing him random words on a piece of paper and he's rapping rap coming up with whole verses for the words randomly. Uh, dope. Damn, I gotta find that. Oh yeah, yeah I'll send you the link. He don't <laughs> he's sick. He's sick. My number thirteen though, and then we'll get to Ralph. Another member of NWA, and that's Ice Cube. Okay. I okay. and I and for a lot okay. of people in this generation who really only know Ice Cube, the actor you guys are missing one hell of a rapper. Like the dude for at one point in time was 
the jewel of rap. Like it was, he had his hand in so many things in rap, um, and it, he had a movement. He was one of the first rappers. Well, of course, NWA was further, but after that, like he had a whole movement built around him, and also he he delivered one of the greatest diss songs of all time. Like it's it, you can't deny it. <laughs> you can't deny it. Talk to, about it. <laughs> To this day, for people who love lyricism, when no Vaseline comes on, you still make that that face where you know it's it's some stank. Like it's just wow. Yeah, <laughs> so, it's yeah. stank face. Yeah. yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But go ahead, Ralph. Who's your number thirteen? Uh, number thirteen for me. I actually have Big Punisher at uh, number thirteen for me. Um, it, it was interesting because at the time, like uh, I'm a, uh, I was an overweight child, so they wanted to call me Big Pun. Why? Never understood it. Never. I like CEO know, knows how I look. Like I'm not fair skin. I'm dark skin, so I never caught the connection. But okay, if y'all want to call me Big Pun, cool. Let's roll with it. But um, <laughs> when I really got into like lyrics, because at that time I was so young, I, you know, I just went with it, or whatever. But when I actually understood how, like, how he was rapping, what you know, the the lyrics that he had, and for that man to be, you know, five, well, let's say five hundred pounds, right, and have the breath control that he had, <laughs> that that was ama- that was amazing. <laughs> like, you know, I still like, you know, Capital Punishment to this day. Yeah, Baby was cool. I'm not gonna say it was, you know, all that, but Capital Punishment, Capital Punishment was definitely a good album to me. But I have Big Punisher number thirteen on my list. I like that. I like Big Pun. You well, I already mentioned him. I, I love Big Pun, so there you go. Um, but go ahead, go ahead with your number twelve. Uh, number twelve for me, I actually have. <clears throat> don't kill me, y'all. <laughs> I have Nas at number thirteen. I mean, number twelve for me. Now, the reason I have Nas, so well, I have Nas on my list. I respect Nas. I I think Nas is a very very dope MC. You can put him in a goat, you know, conversation. All that great stuff. But with Nas. Um, I only knew Radio Nas for a while. And that mm-hmm. was the song he had with Genuine, which was horrible. He had the song with Lauren Hill. You know, he had, you know, those wait, type wait, of Wait, wait, wait. You said the song, wait, the joint with Genuine, you ain't like it? I mean, if you're talking about Nas, it was terrible. Separate, separate the verses and, and, and Genuine's look. Oh, I'm just. I'm not. I'm not knocking you for liking the song. Like, remember, we just had this conversation the other day about. It's not. It's not for me. Like, it's not for me. But um, when he did the back and forth with Jay Z, when that beat came around, honestly, I did go buy Stillmatic, and I listened to Stillmatic top to bottom. Listen, man, (laughs) Nas gave you a classic album in the middle of his career. Like and that's and you know people get caught up off of the singles off of that album. The best song off of that album was Rewind. Like ever since then, yeah. I have been a Nas fan. Like you tell a story in reverse. I have never heard anything like that before, and I could really see everything happening as he's rapping. So his storytelling was always great to me, but. Nas can make some doo-doo albums. That's, you know, just what, you know, Nas can do here and there. But I am truly a Nas fan, but Nas, number 12 on my list. Let me ask you a question. You said Nas can deliver some doo-doo albums. Yes. Hip-hop is dead. What were your thoughts on that? It was so-so. Like, it was so-so. Like, I don't think it was bad. Like, when I say, like, 
I think Godson wasn't that great of an album. Yeah, I didn't. And, I, Street Disciple, this two Street Disciple, I think I liked yeah, better. I know say Street Disciple was a two disc album. It, it was, was okay. Like I like I like the last, both the last album. Uh, Life is good. Life is good. Yeah, that good was album. dope. Yeah. Really good album. Yeah. Um, what what y'all think about the 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 album he was going titled the N word? Uh, untitled. Oh, untitled. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. That that's what I mean. Like it's kind of like. Hey. <laughs> Sorry, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> just I was just wondering. I I can't. I mean, I didn't think it was a great album, but I enjoyed it. Like, like, like I, I was I was still like pull it up now and listen to a few tracks. Yeah, if you want to point out like you know certain songs off the album, yeah, I can do that. But if you're talking about the album as a whole, it doesn't, you know. Yeah. That's what's up. I feel you. Go ahead with yours, John. All right, we at number twelve. Yes, sir. So my number twelve is Lil Wayne. Um, Lil Wayne has a very extensive catalog, especially of mixtapes like the whole. I think the drought and the dedication. Um, Let's not forget squad up. Let's not forget squad. Yeah, of course. (laughs) Uh, And then, of course, no ceilings. And then you have it. Then you have his albums. Mm -hmm. Um, What? Which album of Lil Wayne's is you guys' favorite? Oh, the Carter for me. Yeah. I don't have to think about it. Yeah. <laughs> I know most people would say the Carter too, but Carter two was no. Carter two was a good album, great album. But if you're talking about favorites off the bottom, it's the Carter. I could feel that. I, I think I agree. And like, I don't know if if y'all remember this or any, if any of the listeners remember this, but before the Carter three came out, I think it was like the spring and summer before it came out. He did a feature on just about every hit song up until that album came out. Like literally fire verse on at least 20 songs and then his album came out and he did a million al- a million album sales in a week. Like that was probably one of the greatest runs in hip hop ever. Like a lot of people don't remember that. Like I I still remember that summer like it was yesterday. Like it was crazy. Yeah. I was like, damn, Lil Wayne is on every song. Then his album came out. It was so, it was nuts. This, this this that you just mentioned that we we can deter all we want. Um, but you said it was one of the greatest runs in hip hop history. And this conversation has been going on forever. Um, who do you think has had the single greatest just single run in hip hop history? I mean, you got Fifty, you got Drake, you got Wayne, um, you got. Who else can you mention? Damn, this this is a deep question. Like, yeah, off the top of my head, I would honestly, off the top of my head, I would either have to say Fifty or maybe Nelly. Oh yeah, no, but I I would have to sit down and like really think about this because that's it's a legit question. Man, hell, you can put Ja Rule in that conversation if you want to just talk about run, like you know, just a run. I would put Ja Rule over Nelly, honestly. Nah, well, no, you don't nah, because so? I think because you know we had this conversation the other day too, Johnny. Like I think Ja Rule switched up his style because he saw Nelly doing that singing stuff. What would I be without you? He wasn't doing that before. He wasn't doing that before. Because <laughs> <That's laughs> he was he was holler holler spitting all these verses like he was straight bars. None of that. The thing with Nelly too, where you need to give him props from is look where he's from. Like Ja Rule's from New York. 
you you once you get to a certain level and being from New York and you get that city behind you, you already can go astronomically high. Nelly was from St. Louis, who before then had no notable rappers for real, and he completely complete like everything the man touched turned into platinum like it for a while there and he had a long run too it wasn't short like three years he he ran the game for like a good six-year stretch i think he did yeah. and yeah he didn't have any co-signs from any major rappers either like he literally literally did it like himself like exactly and and so and 50 is up there too um because the way 50 completely took over hip-hop like there was a point in time where 50 can walk into a radio station like hey i don't want you to play that i don't want you to play this song he would he would cut out your money that way, and I mean that deserves some attention too. Like he he completely self destructed. It's funny that he had an album title before I self destructed because that was he literally self destructed <laughs> himself. Um, but yeah yeah, it's that was just a question I wanted to ask. Um, definitely show out some some love to the hometown of St. Louis too because Nelly definitely took over it, and we haven't had an artist from from the loose since then to be able to do it on that level. So yeah. But what are we on? Number 12? Yeah, this no, was yeah. the hardest one for like when I finally got into the nitty gritty of finalizing my list. This was the hardest one for me because there were two artists who I felt deserved this spot. A, I'm a huge Wu-Tang fan. So this came down to Ghostface and the genius Giza for me. I could okay. not. It's And so in my mind, I think Giza's had if you look at just the best overall album, if we're just picking one album, I think the genius had the better album with Liquid Swords. I think that's one of the best albums of all time to me. I, I I love that album from top to bottom. But I'm looking at this from... I was trying to take... Not consider numbers. Just my personal taste. And mm-hmm. Ghostface and his style. Like the way that Ghostface yeah. commands a track. Another person that you know his voice from the moment he breathes on the track almost. So Ghostface is my number 12. Yeah, I, I definitely love the Ghostface pick. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, yeah, I'm not Ghostface is just like... Like, when you think of a rapper, like, kind of like a rapper's rapper, like, if you're talking about, like, persona, like, you know, like, we can get into the bars and, you know, technical skill, too, but I just think, like, when you look, think of a rapper, like, you kind of envision, like, somebody like a ghost face, <laughs> like that New York brig guy. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And ghost face is almost too real, to a certain extent, like... <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like, when you look at Wu-Tang for what it was, uh... Like RZA, of course, was the mind. He was he was he was the thing that kept that running. He was the plan. Method Man was the youngster. He was the one that it, that they wanted to get over in a sense. But I think I think Ghostface was the one with like the the most natural talent of an MC. Like like I said, like you said, Ralph, he looks like a rapper. Like he looks like when if you walk into the cipher, it's like oh he's from he's from the killer. Yes. Like before you yeah, hear, yeah. like. He, <laughs> Like if you if you were about to do a battle and Ghostface walked in, you like ah, uh, maybe I need to uh to pull a couple of punchlines because this dude may just pull out a gun and shoot my ass if he gets yeah. too pissed off. So uh, yeah, Ghostface though is definitely my number twelve. Definitely my number twelve. Johnny, who's your number eleven? All right, number eleven, I have Kanye West. So, and I only have Kanye. Well, so Kanye West's first three albums. They stay in heavy rotation in my in my music library or whatever. Yeah. Um, probably top ten first three albums from an artist MC ever. I I think. Yeah. Um, now after that, eh, can't really 
can't really rock rock with it. Maybe my twisted, beautiful fantasy, whatever that shit is titled. Um, <laughs> maybe that shit. album. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, but th- like those first three albums are so like legendary to me. Like, is there's if if any song from any one of those albums comes on my playlist, like I'm going to play it, and I may have to just turn the playlist off and switch to the album. Like that's how great those albums are to me. Um, so yeah, Kanye West number 11 for me i like that pick i like that a lot my number 11 is an artist that i know we all share a love for and it's an artist that people may hear him being this high on the list he just just barely missed out on my top 10 and that is royce the five nine mm. he's my number 11 and okay. a a because the growth like when you listen to he's always been dope lyrically but there's such a maturity in his music now and his line and, and delivery like the guy's been able to change but still stay true to him and he's he's never going to have the mainstream success it's not going to happen for him but when you really look at his body of work rock city it was cool death is certain from a hip-hop perspective is a dope album um success is certain love it layers love it prime come on now prime (laughs) prime is an underrated classic man and i don't care what nobody say i will argue that all day percent a classic 100 percent a classic i still listen i can I can play that album right now from start to finish. And yes. like the deluxe version that has like four more tracks, like I can play the whole thing. Like the that album is great. Have you have you listened to um Bar Exam Four? Oh yeah. Mixtape release? Absolutely. Like, crazy. Like yes. yeah, Royce the Five Nine is dope. He's definitely on my list. So uh, can can yeah, we sideboard real quick? Remember like when him and Joe Button were about to get into their beef that never really kind of popped off? Yeah, Royce's Royce's disses were like amazing. Like Royce was like, if anybody was gonna fade like Joe Budden in a rap battle, it would have been Royce. Yes, I don't think nobody else could have done it. Like, and and the thing with Royce Royce is, is that he raps with such a confidence. Like, you would think that the guy has sold ten million million records like per album. Like, he has such a a confidence in in what he delivers. Um, and he can he can go into being really aggressive. And then being so calm that you're like, I, 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 what, what's happening here? Like the dude literally can do it all, and it sucks that he's never had the mainstream success. We've all had that conversation. If it wasn't for yeah. him and M falling out early, early on, it, we, he would be so much more well known. And it sucks because the guy just he deserves so much more attention than what he gets. And what he's he's got to be close to forty at this point. And he's still for him to still be able to stay relevant and and to keep his flow so fresh. Like there's no one with the better flow in hip hop to me, and and that goes to Kendrick. Like Kendrick's higher on my list as just an artist, but like no one wants really really beef with no. Royce Five Nine. No. Nobody no. wants those bars, man. You don't want those bars. Not at all. Not at all. <clears throat> I'm not mad at that pick at all. Right. Uh, Johnny, we'll Damn. go ahead and come to you. Who's your number eleven? Uh, well, I had Kanye West for. Oh, oh yeah. Should I should oh. I go to ten? It's roll no, uh, no, no, It's on me. Okay, uh, number eleven. Uh, wow, I hate to come after you guys with this, but I actually have Ti number eleven for me. Now, <sighs> uh, people kind of forget about Ti, I guess, because he's kind of faded into obscurity right now. Like a low key activist or reality TV star, I don't really know what's going on with him right now. But uh, <laughs> Ti, like the trap. Dope boy, T.I., listen, 
those stories, like the way he put things together, that 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 Atlanta sound, Ti has to be discussed for me at least. I think with what was the first album? I'm serious. You have trap music, and you have Urban Legend. Mm-hmm. Those are really like three solid albums. And then like once the mainstream success came, you had like. Kane, you had uh, Paper Trail, and I think like I think those albums were good, but those were mainstream albums. But like Ti before, like the real mainstream success. Oh man, listen, <laughs> I, lo- I love that. <laughs> I love those albums. I love that Ti. I respect I'm not, that. Yeah, pick. I'm not. Mad. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not mad at that pick at all. <laughs> okay, you know because Ti can rap. Real technical. Y'all were technical. I was like, uh. I got to I make the sound good. Like, <laughs> oh man, yeah, I, I respect the Ti pick though. I think, I think I, I turned on Ti a because like he he has kind of went into obscurity as you said. But really, when you sit back and think, uh, if you just go off even verses that he's had in the last few years, he's still delivering at a high level. Yes, even the was it uh, us or else mixtapes, those albums or whatever you know, whatever those are, those are good songs. Like it's just more politically charged, and I guess we're not used to receiving that from Ti, so maybe the reception isn't good. But though, like he's still rap. Let's not get it twisted. Definitely not. Yeah, I, I like so. that. All right, number ten, Johnny. All right, so number ten. to give you guys a cliffhanger there like i said if you want to hear the rest of our top 10 gotta go over to oversaturated the podcast definitely check them out over there check out the rest of this list i guarantee you the rest of this list is gonna blow a few people's minds it may even piss a few people off but you know what it's our list our podcast we do what the hell we want but nonetheless (laughs) going into the next segment um which is the last segment of the day like i said it's a conversation Originally entitled Battle of the Sexes, end up just being a conversation about different topics in life, relationships, um, all that good stuff. It, it's me, it's Jackson from Sex with Strangers, it's Miles from the Legion of Love, and it's also Nikki, or Nick. I keep wanting to say Nikki when she told me to call her Nick um, from Erotic Boudoir. So check this one out. I had a lot of fun with this one. This is also part one of two part two though will be released this wednesday i made the decision no at the top of the podcast i said tuesday or wednesday it's going to be released wednesday check this one out it's a lot of fun thanks for listening um at the end of the next segment you will hear uh me again just tell you guys goodbye and do my my normal plug so let's go ahead and get into battle of the sexes All right, now we got something special in this episode of The Awaken. So, episode 22, 22 episodes deep in, in a few months, but uh, nonetheless, 
I had something planned, Battle of the Sexes. That didn't come through. But nonetheless, I got a solid group of people here to discuss a couple of relationship and other topics. Uh, we got Nikki from Erotic Boudoir. How you doing, Nikki? Hi, how are you? I'm doing all right. I'm doing other than being a uh, short, black, and a little overweight. I'm good. <laughs> we also <laughs> we also <laughs> we also got Miles from the Legion of Love. What's going on, Miles? Yo, what's good? What up? What up? What up? And then lastly, but certainly not least, he's already been on Awakened Soul once. We got Jackson in the building. Hello, ladies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all thought I was about to come in on classy and shit. Nah, fuck that. What up? <laughs> he drinking codeine. Codeine. <laughs> you on that Lil Wayne? <laughs> B. Jackson. Yeah. How's everyone doing tonight, man? Oh, man, I'm chilling, man. Just put the kids down, cooling, ready to turn up and laugh and talk about some real stuff. That's what's up. What's up? Yeah, I was chilling. I'm uh, like I said, I was I was uh, making a fucking video and shit before you had had called me. That's really why I had the sleeves off. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man, I'm trying to put asses in seats, man. But now nah, I'm just chilling. I'm watching football now. Yeah, AP just fumbled. I'm chilling. <laughs> I, I've been off all day. Didn't have to go to work. I had a conference call earlier. For my full time job, but other than that, I just been chilling, finish eating dinner, so waiting on you. That's what's up. I'm, I'd never yeah. like to leave anybody waiting, but uh, <laughs> y'all ready to crack into these topics, man? No doubt. Yeah. All right, let's get into the first one, Jackson. I'm gonna come to you first on this one, just because I know you usually have a lot to say. Um, oh, <laughs> oh man. By the way, <laughs> shot shots out to no no pants weekend going down in Philly the weekend of December first. <laughs> Yo, that's not the name of the weekend, dog. That's not the name or the theme. Oh, the, that's you. That's your own personal shit. <laughs> Taking it over, but nonetheless. First topic we're gonna talk about. First topic we're gonna talk about tonight is intentions, and that is who's more upfront about their intentions when enter, entering into a situation, men or women. Jackson, come to you first on this one, man. Um, I think women are more upfront about what they want long term. Um, but I think, but I think they actually hold back who they actually are so they can get to the long term. If that makes any sense, like I feel like they were like, you know, yeah, I want a relationship. Yeah, I want this, 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 and this. But it seems like as a man, if you go, you know, if you go, if you cool with that and you go along with it for like that first four or five month period or however long y'all go. I kind of feel like she, they will purposely like hold back their, I don't want to say crazy, because I'm trying not to say crazy, but hold back their their full personality. You know what I'm saying? With the, with the, with the intent of like reeling you in, and then once they got you, they kind of relax, and then they kind of show you who they really are. And I feel like a lot, I mean, men and women do that, but I feel like men kind of show you who they are like pretty much from the rip. Like not, maybe not, not in the sense of like, oh, I just want to smash and that's it. After we fuck, don't call me no more. But I just mean like just in the in the in the way that they move, uh, maybe like how they how they communicate or how they'll be on social media or just like the jokes that they'll tell or like the things that they'll say. And I feel like men or me personally, like I feel like I I try to get all of that out in the beginning, and then I kind of react off of how you react off of how I am. You know what I mean? But I feel like when why y'all laughing already? I'm I'm smiling at Nick's face. <laughs> But I, but I kind of, but I kind of feel like I, I, I kind of feel like women are are different 
or kind of like in reverse because they'll try to give you like the dainty, the, you know, the classy, the prissy, blah, blah, blah up front. And then you're like, oh shit, like she, she decent. Like I like her. And then once she got you, then it's like, you know what I'm saying? Because she got you now and she could do whatever. Cause nigga, you ain't going nowhere. Where the fuck you going? I got you. Word. So I'm, I'm. A, we, I promise we're not gonna turn this into a two versus one, the three versus one thing on Nick. But I, I do want to come to you. Um, do you agree with Jackson's assessment of, of how women are entering the relationship, and also give your opinion on uh on who who's more upfront? Um, I think that I think his assessment is true. I do think that um it applies to I want to say there's different application to different age groups. Um, if you will. So if you have a, a younger female or just, you know, uh, yeah, younger, younger woman, that that is true. Um, unfortunately, I do think that social media plays a huge part in the image that these ladies, young and old, try to portray towards men to try to trap them and try to, you know, reel them in. Because as we all know, you know, Instagram is all about pictures. It's all about image. So, you know, you got a million filters that are slimming their noses, slimming their stomachs, slimming their asses and all that other kind of stuff. So, you know, they, they do give an image. You do have this image. Um, I certainly can say that once upon a time, I was certainly guilty of that, of keeping my crazy to myself. And, and we could call it crazy, um, keeping my crazy to myself. Until I knew I had him around my my pinky, you know what I mean. Um, so I do agree with him. I do agree with him. I think that you know, as as you get older, you tend to not want to play games. I I, I hope <laughs> that's true for me. Like I have less and less uh, patience for bullshit. So I respect that, Miles. I'm gonna come to you. I'm gonna flip it, answer the original question too. But I want to ask you, um, make it personal. Have you ever went into a situation and was not upfront about your intentions? Just being honest. Uh, probably not. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. Most people, <laughs> most people's intentions are most people's intentions are clear. It's just a matter of, to me, really the fact that um, they wait to bring them out because I think personally that most women they go into it feeling like a relationship unless they say something different and all men I think go into it trying to have sex but if it becomes more then that's what it turns into so if it turns into that then we go from there but I think all like I said I think most dudes when we first see a woman or we first start a conversation or start to talk to them the first thing we thinking about is sex is only because that's a, you know it's like a genetic makeup but eventually it becomes more like you know um, on a personal tip my wife is just looking at me funny when i start talking by the way um, <laughs> when i when i first started dealing with her it was just kind of like that like of course i'm trying to bag blah 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 but it took me so long i got i had to get to know her and then i started to like her and it was like you know different um i think i felt her intentions from the beginning but i wasn't 100 percent sure because you never really know like i don't think pe- i think people don't want to scare each other off so they don't come in like yo i'm looking for a boyfriend so if that's not going to be you we can stop talking right here like and the dude's not going to go in like yo i'm trying to fuck so if you ain't fucking fuck you like we not doing can i curse on here is that okay yeah you good because um, <laughs> i just lit it up but um yeah i kind of <laughs> think like i think the intentions are already there it's just a matter of who says it first, if anything? Because we know what people, you know, you know what people want. Nick, I'm gonna, co- I'm gonna come to you. Uh, back to you. Do you, if a man came to you and was just upfront, 
first second conversation was like, look, all I want is something sexual. Or if he lets you know, no, I, I do want some, want an actual relationship. How would you take either either side of that? Um, I've actually had both of those instances happen. Um, for the one that's like, you know, I'm straight up trying to fuck. I just said, well, can I provide a price list to you? Because <laughs> <laughs> we could fuck, but if you're so forward in that way, then I'm gonna need you to pay for it. Then what the fuck? Um, but no, I, I just. <clears throat> for that guy, like, I legit said that to him, and he's like, oh. I'm like, yeah. Um, and I also had the guy who, you know, you go on the first date, and it's like, you know, I really like you, and I can see you being my wife. And I kind of was like, you don't know me to really like me. You know what I mean? So I'm going to need you to slow up just a little tiny bit and get to know me, and then you can say those things. And he got to know me, and he didn't like me, so. If I could just add, like I also kind of think that women seem to, but they they seem to like try to go off of the lead of the man. Like even though that they might know what, even though they may go into it being like, "Look, I'm trying to find a husband. I'm trying to get in a relationship so I can get engaged, so I can get married." But they're not. They kind of want to feel out what the man is going to say before they actually come out and say that. You know what I'm saying? So, because it's almost, because we've, we've heard that, I feel like in the chat, you know what I'm saying? Like women being like, well, I kind of want to see what he's going to do. And then I can base how I'm going to react or how I'm going to move. You know what I'm saying? Based on whatever it is that he says, or based on whatever actions it is that he shows me, that's going to determine how, how I uh, express my feelings or how I tell him what I want. You know what I'm saying? Which really, that's not, that's not genuine. In my opinion, because like you know what you want, but a lot of the times you might not say it because you may be scared of rejection. You may be scared of him just not being on the same page as you, and you don't want to fuck that situation up. And I also feel like some women will be like, "Well, let me just let me just get my foot in the door with him, and I'll be able to change his mind." Then, like as more time passes, okay, yeah, he say he don't want a relationship, but I'm gonna put this pussy on him real quick, and that shit gonna change. And it don't really happen like that. Oh, I'm sorry. No, you're good. I got on headphones. You're good. But um, but now, like, I, I kind of feel like I kind of feel like they they feel like you know what I'm saying. Their their anatomy can kind of change a nigga's mindset. Sometimes I guess it can, but a lot of the times I don't I don't think that it is. And I, I I'll speak off my experience. Off my experience is that uh, I had a situation. I think I was I was 18 to 19, and I was very upfront with like, hey, I just I just want to have sex. I would literally every day after work go over there have sex with chick go back home i thought i was living the life i'm like i'm good we don't talk for real nothing hit me one day randomly after having sex with that so what are we doing nigga i told you what we doing what do you mean it's it's so it it, and it's it's crazy because and i don't want to plug my own podcast but i will because i can but uh check out (laughs) love lust and badass soul which is entitled Stop carrying your feelings in your vagina. But I do think that there's some truth to that is that women do feel like they can change a man. What what his intentions are with sex. Sometimes we're not saying all women, but it's definitely out there. And I'm pretty sure it probably happens on the flip side with some men too. Uh, Nick, have you ever ran into a situation to where a man thought he was going to change, which when you were upfront about what you wanted, thought he was going to change me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, no. <laughs> why, you, why, you say, 
Why you saying like that? Like, nigga, me? I'll say this. I've never, I've never been in a relationship or a situation where a guy came in wanting to change me. Um, ever. Like, the only complaint I would say, like, trying to go into a relationship was maybe physical things, like, losing weight or gaining weight or tattoos or something like that but actually changing my mindset i've I've never run into that luckily anyone anyone ever run into something like that i i want to say change me but but there are times where i think what i think there are things that um i feel like women sometimes they like you and they say they like you and they like all this stuff about you but secretly they're like plotting in their head about things they want to change and they want to try to get that to change somehow uh i think dudes we kind of go into it like i like this chick and i like her now if there's something come down the line and you don't like it you probably gonna speak up about it you're not secretly trying to change it but i've definitely been you know in a in a relationship i mean even you know even with my wife like you know there are things like there, there was a time where she kind of had like the stone face and it would be like all right i need you to look a little more heavy <laughs> i'm not trying to change you as a person but when we go places i want you to you know i don't want people to be worried about you know like speaking to you and stuff like that but i never really try to change her and if we are trying to change a person it's not really trying to change them to fit us it's more like changing you know as a person just in general to make you you know, more likable or, you know, more presentable and things like that. I do feel like people do stuff like that all the time because it's just something that's going to benefit both people. But I've definitely been in those situations because it's like I, me personally, I'm I'm like a social butterfly. So for me, it's not one of those things. But um, I'm lazy sometimes. So I know things like that need to be changed. But outside of that, I've never really had nobody like kind of straight like like house me as far as changing who i am as a person because if you're changing or trying to change a person's entire being that means you don't really like that person you just like the body and you want to make them into something that they aren't yeah yeah hit, hit the nail on the head there let's move in into realistic expectations I don't. I don't know how how this is gonna go, but I I, I think y'all know why I put this one on here. <laughs> this, this, is gonna be good. this is gonna get personal for me. <laughs> All right, so we'll, we'll come to you first, then Miles. Like um, the the way that I frame the question, we can spin this spin into whatever naturally comes out of it. But what's one of the most outlandish expectations that you've run into when dealing with somebody? Um, with my ex, I was kind of expected not to be. Did you have to walk away from your wife? Is that what happened? No, I got to get my son to <laughs> As he's walking. Well, when I was with my ex. <laughs> Looking behind him like, uh. I was sitting there because we talked about this before. So I had to go grab my charger. Uh, I was pretty much expected not to be me. So as I previously stated, I'm a social butterfly. When I was in college, I knew everybody. I was friends with everybody. I'm a, I was in a frat, so like her meeting me was me being myself because I was so social. I knew everybody talked, and um, I talked to her, her friends, and whoever. So after we got together, it was kind of like, oh, I don't want you talking to these people. I don't want this, and I don't want that because I was expected to basically just be hers and nobody else's, which was a problem for me because I am who I am. You met me because I went out of my way to talk to you. Now, my friends are my friends. I'm going to rap to them. If it's other chicks that, you know, I know they got other intentions, it's a different story. But when you talk about, you know, that whole trying to change a person and, like, you want me to just literally, like, suck up to you all the time, I'm not going to do it. Because you're now 
creating something that you don't really want to deal with because if you make me something that you want me to be, I'm going to not be myself, which means I'm going to act funny and probably part a lot of the part of the reason why that shit didn't last because, I mean, we was together for years, but in the end, it was like, nah, I can't do this because so much was just going through my head and all that change stuff and my own family members and friends were telling me like you becoming distant you're not you know around like you used to be blah 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 and i'm like shit you're right and that change you know was happening so i had to catch myself and be like nah i'm good um so yeah yo that's you know (laughs) it's so much more but that's the cliff notes because if i be i'll be talking to the mom (laughs) and shit (laughs) i gave her the whole joint see and in my just my experience i'm almost the opposite of you like i was somebody who didn't I didn't make small talk. I didn't talk if I didn't know you, I didn't talk to you at all. Like people would try to make small talk, like just in the store in the line. I used to just look and keep it moving. Um but over the course of my relationship, just me maturing and I I became a supervisor at my job, so I had to interact more with people. So I became more interactive. And in my relationship, that went from oh, anytime I talked to somebody or if I saw somebody that I knew it would make my ex think, oh, you fucking her. Like, so you, so you, and I was like, what? Are you serious? Oh, damn. I'm like, you know me. I don't even like people for real. So now you think I'm fucking everybody that I talk to? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this is my own personal story. Jackson, I'm coming to you on this one. Realistic expectations. Uh, well, I've been told that my expectations are very unrealistic. Um, and I've also been in situations where I felt like the other person's expectations were very unrealistic. Um, but when I, but with that situation, when I say unrealistic, and we we just talked about this earlier today, is unrealistic to me is expecting for me to figure some shit out without you communicating it to me. Um, but then you get upset when I don't do the shit that you didn't communicate to me. That's unrealistic to me because I'm not gonna be able to read your mind. It's not no fucking movie. There's not no fucking fairy tale. And you walking around upset. And me asking you, damn, what's what's making you upset? And then you saying nothing. I'm okay, nothing. And then I say, okay, and then I leave you the fuck alone, but you still mad. You want me to figure it out? Like that's unrealistic. That's unrealistic. Fuck. Like for real, for real. I mean, I don't under. I, and, yeah, I don't. Y'all was trying to justify that shit to me earlier today, and I I didn't understand it, and I still don't understand it, and I still disagree with y'all niggas. Well, okay, here it is, and and hopefully hopefully you kind of understand. And I'm not saying that there's. There's no yeah, it was it was long. We took over the chat for a minute. Um, but hopefully us talking verbally, you, you may understand where I'm coming from from a little bit. So okay. I'm saying and I, I'm I'm gonna use an exact uh situation. You could tell me what you, what you think about it, how you take it. So let's say you're talk you're you're having a conversation with your chick and she just says, I mean I think this is what you said earlier too. I, I wanna spend more time with you. Right. And not necessarily giving you a a number of it or saying, Hey, I need this I need to spend three more days with you a week or I, I, I would like it if we spent three days together a week but if she was to say hey I just something's missing I would like to spend more time with you even if she does can't say exactly to me I would take that as okay there's a connection issue here so I would even if she can't give me exactly what she wants me to do me being the man I would say okay there's something that's lacking here so let, let me try to reconnect with her in some way and then maybe we can figure out everything in between that's kind of what I meant by what I was saying is that it, there's there's still an underlying issue and even if they can't give you exactly maybe what they need because maybe they don't know still at some point it's like if you care about that person i feel at least i should do something to try to connect with them and hopefully by by strengthening that connection we could then figure out the time or the or the spending time together aspect what do you what do you think when you heard that now i agree with i do agree with that but 
from where I was telling my story, it came from a place where it wasn't the first time. Okay. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, I, so an example would be just from a real life example. Um, we would see each other on the weekends because we're not in the same city. So, and she worked. I work. I work out. She don't work out, but she got a kid. So during the week was not really an option. You know what I'm saying? So the, the our time spent was going to be on the weekends. But then on weekends, what I when I would be there, it would we would constantly have conversations about her wanting to spend more time with me. So I'm like, all right, well, it's no way possible that you're going to be able to be in Philly during the week because you have more responsibilities than I do because you have a child. So my suggestion was like, all right, but what if I come up there like uh, one one weekday every week or every other week? And she was like, okay, and we would do that for about a month. And then on a weekend, we would come back to that same conversation. I want to see you more. I want to see you more. So at that point, okay, I'm like, all right, well, you know what our schedules are. Like, so what do you, I came up with an idea. I implemented the idea that's still not good enough for you. So now you got to come to the table with a, with an idea. Don't just come. You, I'm, if you're going to come with issues, come with a solution as well. Don't just come with issues. Don't just come with issues and, ex- and expect for me to be the solution, motherfucker. And you don't got no ideas. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel that's that's unfair to me. Because now I'm really just walking behind you, trying to make trying to make you happy, but you're not really giving nothing back to me. And then when I do, <laughs> never mind. And you know what I'm saying? But like, preach, preach out. <laughs> Therapy. So, and it just it, that that should be it, that's frustrating. Like so for me at that point now I'm like okay. I've come, I heard your issue, I've heard your problem, I've made an idea for a solution, I implemented the idea by making an effort to come up here to, to give you a, another day, and it's, there's, still an, there's still a problem. So now let me tell me what more I can do that's going to make you happy. And if you say, I don't know, that's unacceptable to me. Either, either, either you start to figure some shit out and let me know, and now put the ball back on my court, or you got to shut the fuck up and stop crying. Real rat. It- no, and I understand. I definitely understand where you come from, especially if you already tried to do something. I mean, to me though, it sounds like maybe she didn't. She got discontent by being in a routine. At least that's what it seems like to me. But Nick, I'm coming to you on this one. Hearing all that, hearing me and Jackson's thoughts on the, on the situation and, and topic. What do you think? Um, I agree with what he's saying, and I and I also I actually use that uh, model at work. I'm a manager at my full time job as well, and you know the people that I manage, I often tell them if you come to me with a complaint, come with at least one solution because I can't fix everything. Mm-hmm. We work together as a team. I, you know, yes, I am your manager, but I'm also your coworker. You know, and you have to work together, and I I you know take that into the relationships I have too. I always feel like if there's any sort of breakdown in communication at all, it's going to be a problem, period. Like, tell me, talk to me and tell me how you feeling. If you if you can't verbalize that at that moment, then say just that. Like, you know, I, I can't talk about it at this time or, you know, I, I don't want to talk about it at the moment or something like that. But, you know, I do agree. Like, if you if you have an issue, you got to communicate. Like, everything and everything, you have to communicate. Yeah, absolutely and yeah that that and that's why i wanted to have the conversation verbally because that was an aspect i was missing on what you were saying earlier when we were in the chat is the fact that you did try to make a change and it still wasn't right. enough um but yeah it has to both both parties have to be willing to put in the work for any relationship to to work and i i agree with you there miles anything left to say on this topic these hoes ain't loyal so <laughs> 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 
I mean, just back to that, I always wondered, like, you know, it's kind of crazy. I was thinking about just the expectation thing, and I think I said it not too long ago, where expectations in general, to me, depending on who the person are, uh, is, is crazy. Like, I always find it funny how um, people expect something from a person that they don't even know, like, before you even start dating. If you, if any of you in a relationship, you can expect certain things. If you get married, you can definitely expect things. But if I just met you and I just start dating you, these expectations to me sometimes are just ridiculous. Like, and the stuff that I see and that I hear, and I wonder why people feel like they can even have these expectations. Um, I don't know if nobody wants to answer that question, but I just feel it. Like, um, for example, like I, you have to take me on a date to a nice place for me to spend time with you. I don't even fucking know you. Like, how do you <laughs> expect me to do that? You can't have this expectation of me. I don't know who you are. You haven't even earned that. You're not even worth that to me right now. So how the hell is that an expectation? All right. So that is part one of Battle of the Sexes. Check out the continuation of that on Wednesday, which is the Awakened Soul. The episode's entitled The Battle Continues. So uh, be on the lookout for that episode. It's it's still, even though we... we had a lot of content there there's still a lot left to the discussion we had a lot more topics that we touched on so it's gonna continue to be a good episode everyone this has been the awakened soul episode 21 so uh yeah it, it's, it's it's just amazing how far we've come in such a short amount of time uh i want to go ahead and give my plugs like i typically do you guys already know where to find me that's at ceo hayes that's at ceo h-a-i-z-e more importantly for the guest on this week's episode um check out miles on the legion of love uh check out jackson on the sexual strangers podcast also check out oversaturated the podcast that's where my boys uh johnny and ralph are uh like i said if i haven't plugged that enough that episode drops i believe i keep saying i believe i believe it's tuesday over in the oversaturated feed uh nonetheless Email me, contact me. That is theawakensoulpod at gmail.com. Keep the questions, topics coming. Um, next week's episode, next Sunday's episode, I should say. Uh, you guys should know by now. I always got something special planned. Uh, I got a special guest. Uh, recording artist Adela is going to be on this uh, that episode with me. So check that out. That's going to be the body of that episode. Um, also, I kind of talked to Bello about a couple of things, but nonetheless, this has been the Awakened Soul episode 21. Thank you. Peace. I love each and every one of you. Have a great week. The Awakened Soul, a podcast brought to you from the mind of CEO Hayes.